Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I love the declarations we have this morning. Let there be freedom. Come on. In every area of our lives. And we will not be shaken. Put on the full armor of God and it said stand firm. Stand firm. I want to share some things going on in our country this morning <clears throat> the San Francisco 49ers quarterback is Brock Purdy he's a man of faith he was the last pick in the 22 NFL draft he was dubbed Mr. Irrelevant God's raised him up but here's what he said. Before the season began, he told a reporter, God has me where he needs me. Isn't that something? He testifies clearly, the bottom line, my identity is in Jesus. No wonder he's doing good. We bless him. But Pope Francis announced priests it's okay to bless same-sex couples. <clears throat> I don't know if you know about the Gladstone Institution, but they put out some good information. They say the world's most dangerous combination is China and Russia. China and Russia are more than just working together. They're forming a core of a new axis around this core Proxies such as their agreements with Iran, North Korea, Algeria, and a host of terrorist groups. China and Russian leaders are forming this group because they believe the United States, the final guarantor of the international system that frustrates them both, must be taken down. Mr. X of China, among other things, he is declaring a people's war on America and has made it clear that the U.S. must be destroyed and America's exterminated. Says Putin's less ambitious, only wanting the U.S. out of his way. This is the world we live in. That's where we're at today. Here's one I got this morning. At least 100 American colleges and universities illegally withheld information on approximately 13 billion in undocumented contributions from foreign governments. But God, come on. But God, but we need to be aware of what's going on. We need to keep praying for our country. We need to keep praying for Israel. You need to keep praying over your family. You need to, but pray in faith. We just keep pressing into this. Well, I, I know everybody had a good Christmas. Come on. We just got through Christmas. You should have saw what I got. What, what do you call that gun that shoots those bullets? A Nerf gun. I was going to bring it to shoot Tommy this morning, but I was afraid I might miss. They all got them too. 
That's one of my friends got me that, you know. Wasn't family, it was but God. But God. Dixie and Mariah are afraid of it. When we come into 24, remember Lot's wife. She looked back. And don't vow foolish vows. Make your declarations, but don't vow foolish vows. I'm going to talk about the kingdom of God this morning. Mark 1.15 You got it? The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That was Jesus Christ's first message when he started. That's where he started. Repent and believe the gospel. That's the kingdom. I and so many others, I thought our job is to build a church. But when you read Jesus' messages, he said he come proclaiming a kingdom. And that, that's kind of a mind shift, really. Then I want to look at Acts chapter 1, verse 3. I'm going to go through several scriptures this morning. To these, this is after his crucifixion, to these he also presented himself alive after his suffering, by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of things concerning what? The kingdom of God. He started and ended talking about the kingdom of God. So what is the kingdom of God? How would you define the kingdom of God? You know, the kingdom is listed in the New Testament 162 times. The kingdom. It's listed more than churches. Obviously by a lot. The kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, those terms are interchangeable. They both would mean the same. But the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of Jesus Christ in life. That's the kingdom of God. He wants to rule and reign in our lives. How does that happen? Well, of course, a person has to be born again. They have to personally accept Jesus Christ. There's repentance. There's submitting to the will of God. There's, there's decisions we face every day where we have to know, mm, I'd rather do that, but I know really God wants me to do this. It's submitting to the will of God. Learning to submit to Him. We talk about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and yet there's just one God. One brother said here years ago, I always thought it was a duet and found out it's a trio. That the Holy Spirit of God wants to lead us. And <clears throat> we need to hear His voice in everything. We need to understand His ways. And I, I'm not telling you that God says... Turn left here, Gerald. Turn right there. But sometimes, you know, there's just... I prayed for some people that don't live here anymore. 
But I know God just put them on my heart Friday. I just kept praying for them because I was thinking about them. But he'll, he'll bring things to mind. And there's so many thoughts that come. And obviously we know they're not all from God. I've had some this morning that sure weren't. They weren't. It wasn't something I wanted to dwell on, but you know, they come true. But we have to purpose to think about the things of God that I'm His idea on earth. You are His idea on earth. You're here today and alive because He's got a plan and purpose for you. I promise He's not mad at you. He gets disappointed in us when we sin. He hates sin, but He loves us. We're His people. God wanted a Father. I love that scripture. Before the foundation of the earth, He chose us. If you're a believer, He chose us. Then He had to build a place for us. I mean, God's got this thing mapped out. And yet, I heard a real message from a prophet yesterday, and, and I, I hadn't even thought about it like this. He says there's so many people praying for Jesus to return because they think it's not going to change till He comes back. But that's backwards. He left us here to make it right so He can come back. When somebody tells me, I'm just waiting for the rapture, I say, so you're saying to hell with everybody else. I mean, there's a harvest coming that God wants us to bring. I promise you, it's going to get better for you as you trust and walk in Him. Because He'll walk through it with you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. We've, we've prayed that forever. Lord, don't lead us into temptation. He'll never lead you into temptation. We're His kids. We're His idea. And we're to share Him. We're to represent Him. The kingdom of God is the rule and reign in Jesus Christ in your life. I understand that's a battle. That's a battle. I've said this so many times. You get born again, you get saved, and I thought that's all there was to it for a long time. I still remember as an adult hearing a pastor say Jesus wants to be Lord, and I thought, what are they going to come up with next? I mean, they'd probably been saying it, but these ears didn't hear it. But then when you hear it, see, it's always an act of your will. You want to do right. I want to do right. But I've got to make that decision. And if I say I'm going to think about this and wait till tomorrow, that means I'm not going to do it. I just let it go. It'll pass by. You know, some things don't pass by. The kingdom of God, the rule and reign of Jesus Christ in her life. <clears throat> Put up that Matthew scripture, please. Matthew 6.33 is such a famous verse. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And I'll take care of all these things. But look at the verses before it. And that, that whole chapter is great. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will He not much more clothe you? You think He wants to run around naked? Well, no. So He'll clothe us. 
You of little faith. That's what Jesus said. Don't worry then. Saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles, that's us, eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first His kingdom, His righteousness. His kingdom, His righteousness. It's not always my will. And all these things will be added to you. He said, I'll take care of you. I'll clothe you. I'll feed you. Those are the essentials. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen? It's not a, I don't have a magic wand to wave over us. That's Mother Goose. You know, that's some fairy tale. That's right. But he said we're more than conquerors. We're more. He's made us to be his salt and light in the earth. So we need revelation. We need insight. We talk, there's an old wineskin and a new wineskin. And that's really kind of what my revelation of just us doing church and my job was to build the church. And then I read, that's wrong because Jesus Christ said, I'll build my church. He really said, you work on the kingdom, I'll take care of the church. So that, that was revelation. But we need revelation. See, you can be stuck in doing good things, religious things, but how's it working? Let's step into something. Ask God for new revelation about whatever your business is, your home, your life, whatever it is. Ask Him for a fresh revelation of where you're at in, what He's got for you, what He's expecting, what He wants to do. This revelation, it's a new spiritual lifestyle. Saying, Jesus, this is your day. I usually start, Holy Spirit, I need you to guide and lead me today. And I desire to be continuously being filled with your Holy Spirit. That's submitting our lives to Christ, believing He will guide us. But, you know, I shouldn't just pray that of a morning and forget about it. And yet I, don't, I sure don't consciously pray all the time. I had somebody, they said, I was going to call you or stop by, but I thought you might be praying. Well, I might be, but it's okay to stop by. <laughs> you know, I'm just like you. I stop and eat pretty often. <laughs> but we need fresh revelation. See, change, <clears throat> change will eliminate some dead works. I'm doing this because this is my religious duty. Well, you're not being led by the Spirit. That, that's just an old learned process. What's God doing? See, the world is sick and tired. They, they think we're crazy. Going to church. We had some friends here. And of course, this lady, well, they're good friends. Horsey people, and or this lady was from the East. And then we... Back then, we had church on Sunday night, and they couldn't believe we were going back, you know. I mean, and then they hear you're giving money. 
But let me tell you what they want to see is when you tell them what God's doing for you instead of what you're doing for God. There, there's a big difference in that. Let God, let me tell you what my God can do. That scripture says, if you're going to boast, boast in the Lord. Boast about what Jesus is doing in your life. But see, <clears throat> get away from dead works. And, th and there's a big difference in the American dream and the kingdom of God. It's more than apple pie and chivalry and, you know. And God wants us prosperous. But the American dream is you make all the money you can and you get to an early age and you retire like Eddie and just live happily ever after. But that might not be God's plan. See, you want to finish, you want to give God a reason to leave you here. You want to finish the race that He has for you. That's all I'm saying. Finish the race. Well, I'm going to go do. It says, don't say tomorrow we're going to go here and there. Say, the Lord willing, that tomorrow we're going to go there. The Lord willing. The Lord willing, I'll retire and sit on the front porch and be bored. Come on. I'm not against you retiring. I just want us to fulfill what God has. He's got a purpose. He's got a reason for you. It's, it's, it's more than just, huh. praise God, I've got two days off, and I'm glad we've got some holidays. I, I love the days off. I love the family times. But there's, thank God for the job instead of just say, oh, I've got to go do it. Come on, it's got to be, or maybe you've got to find the job that you want to go do. It's not too late to change. I've made all kinds of changes in my life. You know, this wasn't my idea. I was going to be a famous horse trainer and all that, you know. But God's got a plan. Have you found His plan or you just live your dream and I'm going to do what I want to do or your purpose? God, I'm, I'm going to be led by you the rest of my life. I don't care what it is. We've got, to, we've got to want to know Him. I love Bobby Connor's remark. He said, we're way too familiar with a God that we don't really know. Spend time with Him. Spend time in prayer. We watched that War Room movie last night. You know, it's several years old. It's put out by a Christian group. It's a great movie. Look it up. It'll help your home. It just re brings back some good memories of letting Jesus, how He can fix a marriage, how He can fix a family. He can fix your finances. I've never had a payment that He didn't show me how to make it, how to do it. He's got, he knows more about your business and your job than you do. Luke 17, 20. <clears throat> now, having been questioned by the Pharisees as to when the kingdom of God was coming, Jesus answered, The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, Look, 
here it is or there it is. For behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst. The kingdom of God is in your midst. Now, let's read verse 21 in the Amplified. Nor will people say, look here it is, or there it is, for the kingdom of God is among you because of my presence, because of the presence of Jesus Christ. Listen, if, when you're born again, the, Jesus comes to live within you. The kingdom of God lives within you. I'm not praying to a man in the moon. I'm praying to someone that lives within me, that's seated on the throne of God also. He's God Almighty. He can do what He wants to do. But Jesus said He's in your midst. There's times we're waiting on, why don't God do something about this world situation? God's saying, <clears throat> um, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Why have I put you here? Lord, thank you. The kingdom of God is in your midst. Kingdom of God lives within you. I want to read some out of 1 John now. This is an apostle John. He's about 90 years old probably when he wrote this and he died to be about 100. And you know, when we knew him as a disciple, he was the youngest one. So he's walked with God all his life. They even tried to boil him in oil. They couldn't kill him. He wrote this, What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes. Now he was an eyewitness to Jesus Christ. He was an eyewitness to His crucifixion. He knew Him after the resurrection. What we have looked at, what we have touched with our hands concerning the Word of life, that's Jesus. And the life was manifest to us. And we have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal life. And His life is eternal. Which was with the Father and was manifest to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also. Why? So you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write to you so that our joy, say joy, our joy may be made complete. The kingdom living, that's the Spirit-filled life. Living in the kingdom of God. Fellowship. We're having fellowship this morning. I haven't seen Ken Bechtel since... Last Sunday. I mean, we, we greet one another. We fellowship. We, we know one another. We've prayed for David this week. We know he was struggling last week. We, we love one another. We stand together. We can fellowship together. But yet, to, we can fellowship with him too. Manly Beasley told the story of seeing Corey Tinboon in her last years. And, you know, she's one that come was a Jewish lady that was in a concentration camp, but got spared. Was such a tremendous Christian. She was an old lady and she was in bed. 
And he said she'd be talking to him and then she'd just say, yes, Father. And just she said she was there and it, she'd be communicating with him and then she'd come back and talk to us. That's what he's talking about. He said fellowship with one another, but fellowship with the Father and the Son. And yet there's one God that we know him and we walk with him. That's an apostle that walked with Jesus and he's writing that testimony. Now let me give you one from Apostle Paul now. He's an older man now. And you know, he, he might even have saw the crucifixion. He saw the stoning of Stephen. He thought it was a good idea. But in 1 Corinthians 2.12 it says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world. See, the American dreams the spirit of the world. And I want everybody to be prosperous. But we've got to put a, a spiritual twist on it. But the spirit who is from God. We've received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. <coughs> Excuse me. So that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Do you know the things freely given to you by God? Which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. It's a spiritual kingdom. It's a spiritual kingdom, and yet we, li we live in these bodies, and we're being transformed. That's what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says. Present your body a living sacrifice at your that's what worship is. And it says, be not conformed to this world, but you're being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you know the difference between the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, I've ate good pecan pie, but I've ate the perfect and the exceptional too. And there's a difference. And there's a difference in the kingdom of God. And... That's what he's saying is as you grow in me, you'll continue to get more revelation about me and about how to live this life, how to be who he's called you to be, how, how to be the father, the dad, how to be the mom and a wife. And we wear a lot of different hats, but we're his idea. And we've got to sort out what we need to be involved in, and you know what? The world will, will bog you down with just stuff. It's kind of like your closet sometimes. Some of it just gets to be stuff. That's stuff you hadn't worn four or five years, you know. South Dakota's motto, under God, the people rule. Oh, I think that's such a statement. Under God, the people rule. We're to rule and reign here. Isn't that good? That's biblical. It's better than good. It's biblical. When a person is under the lordship of Christ, that's when he is controlled, when the Spirit is leading you and guiding you. See, King David prayed, in Psalms 51, 7, Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Philippians 4, 7, I was saying this verse this morning. The peace of God which surpasses 
all unrighteousness, all that peace of God rule and reign in your life. There's people with all kinds of money, but they can't buy peace. You know, how do you look at even the things I've read that are going on in the world? All the people they're bringing in here and all the money that we don't have that we're spending on them. If you, if you don't know Christ, you look at that and you know that picture is going to end in a bad way. But we believe our God is who He says He is. And He will make a way for His own people. He will make a way. And I, I just challenge you with that today. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So that's whatever your efforts are. Your jobs, your talent, your money, your family. They can't give you that peace. But I present to you Jesus Christ. The Son of God, the everlasting King who's seated on the throne. And the Word says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. The author and perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy set before Him endured the cross. Despising the shame of being hung out naked before the whole world. And is seated at the right hand of God. And He's interceding for us. You know Him? That's one we need to know. I challenge you. Give Him 23. Even the things that didn't work out the way you want. There's memories that haunt you. They're just to remind you not to get in that place again. I want some memories to be totally gone and some of them sometimes remind me how much I need Him. But let's believe that His Word is true. And He wants to rule and reign in our heart. And that's a challenge today. And it's a choice of your will. That doesn't, I'm not saying you'll be a minister, you'll be in ministry. You will minister. But I'm just saying, let the peace of God come in your life. You can't buy it. It's a free gift. The new birth is a gift. It's not a gift from God. It's the gift of God coming into your life. And He is who He says He is. And I'm not as old as John was when he wrote that. But I'm attesting that he's faithful. He's faithful. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be thanked. Thank him for your life. Thank him for your family. Thank him for your job. Thank him. Thank him. If you don't know this Jesus, we'd love to introduce you to him this morning. Or whatever your need is. You need to be healed. You need just somebody to agree in prayer with you about a situation you're facing. I promise you, Jesus wants to help you. We're going to sing another song. And I welcome you.
Just come. We'll have someone pray with you this morning. Someone will help you find this Jesus. How to know the Holy Spirit and let Him lead you. Lord, you blessed us with your presence. You sense his presence. Just come. Tommy, you and Erica, and Angie and Rob, come pray for people this morning. Any of us will pray for you, but just come. Listen, my heart's desire is for you not to leave here with any guilt, fear, or condemnation but to know Jesus Christ and be led by His Spirit. We bless you, Lord. He shed His blood. He went to the cross to redeem mankind. He's paid that price, but we have to come to Him. So you who are weary, come to me. And you'll find rest for your souls. Somebody give him thanks. Come on, give him thanks. If you don't, if you've got that peace, you can give him joy. You have that joy. He talked about having fellowship with him, and we do, then we'll have that joy. The joy of the Lord. We bless you, What about the blood? The blood of Jesus. It's a cleansing. David said, Lord, wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. When we confess our sins, He forgives us and removes that from us. He forgets us. Forgets it. Rejoice in the Lord. He loves you. Set your heart on what He's got for you for 24. Bring your concerns to Him this morning. None of us can go back and fix it. But He can. He can. 
Your future's as bright as His promises. Somebody got a word this morning? Come on, Micah. Oh, wow. There's a whole lot of y'all this morning. Okay. So this one's going to be a little bit long. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read the verse. Um, verses. This kind of goes hand in hand with more than 24. Um, a couple other people know this word, uh, but I wasn't set to release it yet. So now it's my turn to release it. Now it's Luke 6, starting with verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do to them so. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that for you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. So the word that I have goes with that. At the beginning of every year, I ask the Lord for one specific word for the meaning of that year. Every, I've been doing it for about, well, since my son was born, so about six years now. This last year, the word was accountability. Accountability in yourself, accountability with others, make sure others take that, and it's proven to happen time and time and time again, not just for me, for others throughout the year. Now, I got this word a few weeks back and I was told to not release it until it was time. And at first I thought it was for the congregation, but it ended up not being for the congregation and it ended up being for just a select few people. And the word was that this next year is going to start off with taking accountability. But as the year transcends, not moves, transcends, then it will go into forgiveness. And you cannot transcend without that forgiveness. So those two go hand in hand. You might be the one that has to take accountability. You might be the one that has to ask for forgiveness. And that is the only way you will transcend for this year, for God, through God. If you don't do that, your year is going to remain stagnant. You get to make the choice on whether you transcend with him or remain stagnant. And that goes back to your accountability. But then that also leads you right back to 2023 with that word. So if you want more in 24, Forgive and transcend. Amen. Micah, that's a good word.
Thanks for bringing that for us. Someone else. I want to tell you a dream I had recently. I was in a dream driving where I lived. Didn't really fit my present location, but you know how dreams are. And as I drove up to the property, there was a large wheat field to my left. And it looked like it was a little overripe. And so I drove on up, there sat a big combine. Wasn't anybody around. And I thought, well, I've never run a combine, but, but I can figure that out. Because that wheat needs to be harvested. But I know God is saying in that, the fields are white for the harvest. But there wasn't any reapers around. <laughs> so we can all learn to drive that combine. Whatever that is. I, I challenge you with that. I know that's part of our vision for this next year. Someone else? Ruby? A couple of weeks ago, I was asking God, like Micah, what is the new year? What are, what are, what are we going to do? How do we do this? We're prepared. God has prepared us in 23. So we don't need to look back. We need to look through because he said, 24 is open doors. And I've heard so many pastors on TV saying, open doors are for 24. So we need to seek the, the face of God, ask forgiveness if we have something in the past that we need for, to forgive or talk to the people. But God is opening doors because we need salvations. We need the harvest, the end time harvest, because we don't have that much time, but we can do it. Because God is not behind us. He's gone before us and he's prepared the way. So we can do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm glad you were here today. I love you and bless you. You guest, I'm glad you were with us today. We bless you. Don't forget Wednesday night. Lord, we just thank you for this time. Lord, we offer this service back up to you. Lord, your words are true. And we bless you and love you. And I speak blessings over the congregation in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.